live from Cape Town. This is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Welcome in this uh, segment. We focus on books beyond words with Madoda and Glacusa, who is a storyteller, poet, and writer, and leading activist as well. So we will have her online pretty shortly. It says the National Book Week has come up with an initiative called Books Beyond Words to encourage people to keep reading under lockdown. And joining us online will be Madoda, the storyteller, poet, writer, and reading activist, to speak to us more about Books Beyond Words um, this morning as well. So we're hopeful that we can get her online with us and that she'll be able to share more of herself and the storytelling and being a poet with us as well. So not just the writer, but also herself being a storyteller as well. But since we're trying to get hold of her, let's go for musical interlude to our listeners. We will be sharing, to, especially with our little ones, a great story with you today as well, one that you can actually relate to. So we're hopeful that you'll be tuned in a little bit later as well. Stay tuned. Uh, good morning to you, Asha, uh, and I'm thankful for this opportunity. I'm looking forward to engage with you and your listeners as well. Indeed, the pleasure is ours. Nothing when it comes to lockdown and, and reading of books you can never, um, you know, um, imagine because I, I always feel that um, though you're indoors, you can always, through books, be transported to wherever you want to be and find yourself being as free as anything. So it's really definitely books beyond words this morning. You know, tell us more about it and when Books Beyond Words was, was established. Oh, thank you very much for this opportunity. Uh, the Books Beyond Words and Asha is a weekly online storytelling initiative. And of course, it's by the National Book Week, uh, which started in March this year on the first Saturday of the, uh, the lockdown. Now, this uh, Books Beyond Words uh, weekly event uh, takes place every Saturday at 11 a.m. And the main aim, of course, is to keep children, our own children, entertained while also promoting the love of reading and storytelling. At the National Book Week, as we all know, it is the South Africa's official Reading Awareness Week. Mm -hmm. And uh, this year, it will take place on the 7th, right up until the 13th of September. There we go. So we, we, we shouldn't wait for the 7th to the 13th of September, but we should, you know, yeah. promote book reading as we are doing, you know, every day of the year, isn't it? Mm, that's so we, true. we're looking at, you know, your inspiration. What inspired you to write a story for your daughter? Well, the abuse uh, and the Asha that is taking place, you know, the, the abuse that our children suffer at the hands of some of the, you know, uh, caregivers in our early childhood centers, it what alarmed me, it what inspired me to write a story about my daughter. I experienced this firsthand. And also I was inspired, of course, by the few ECD centers with so much professionalism, uh, whereby there are teachers that regard teaching our children as a colleague. Uh, fortunately, also the type of work that I'm doing uh, on, a, on a weekly basis allows me to, to visit more ECD centers and I train ECD forums. So there's a lot of inspiration coming all, from all these different uh, ECD, not necessarily the one that my daughter went to. 
I think it's amazing that we're having a male connected to ECDs, that's early, um, you know, childhood development centers. And, and um, people often say that, you know, the moms, they have the heart and the fathers, they go out and do other work, basically. But here you're so connected because of your daughter, you felt that more ECDs are in need of your expertise as well. So tell us about mm-hmm. the training, perhaps, that, that you share or that, that you offer them. All right. Uh, when, when, whenever um, I'm in a, a, an ECD space, uh, I usually uh, do what is known as the magic carpet, of course, from our Nalibali training mm-hmm. or the story play. Uh, uh, we, we, we teach children to believe in themselves. For example, let's say there is a four-year-old uh, Sam. Four-year-old Sam doesn't know how to write, but four-year-old Sam is coming from the family that is rich in stories. Maybe uh, his grandmother used to tell him stories. So if Sam wants to tell a story, we create uh, some sort of a stage, you know, which we, we, with, with, with the mask tape, mm-hmm. and uh, I hold the pen and the paper, and Sam is telling each like each and every word that Sam is telling through the story, I write it down. And when I'm done with it, I'm saying, okay, Sam, and also the class, can you please listen to me reading your story? Now the confidence already is starting to, you know, come in. And uh, he starts to believe in Sam, and he starts to become an editor because whenever there is a wrong word in that uh, script, he will say, no, I didn't say this. As much as he doesn't know how to write, but already he's giving me orders as the editor and the owner of the story. That's one of the things that we do uh, in the ECD space. Madhuda, I think that's absolutely amazing because you're giving this child the ability to not just tell his story, but to have his story read by somebody else. So it's giving them confidence by putting them on a stage as well, boosting the self-esteem from a very young age as well. That's true. That's true, Andisha. It also gives that significance to a child that his story is important, you know, not just to himself, but to someone else. Doesn't matter if it's a few words um, in his story, but it's a story worth telling. It doesn't matter. And what we, we like about that is, is because the more children are immersed in stories from a very young age, especially in the ECD level, the more the amount of words that can build to amount of diction and vocabulary they can have. I also don't like the fact that, for example, in our background, when, when old people used to convert in one space, uh, we were not allowed to listen to what they were saying. Mm-hmm. I, I usually say in the ECD space, man, Please invite the children to be in you, to be with you when you are having a conversation, because that's where they will get knowledge about the language, about the content. That's where they will develop, you know, confidence. That's where they will develop the feeling of being loved and appreciated. And obviously, they will feel the, 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 the need to belong somewhere. And if they see that they are belonging here at home, they will learn to value home. Unlike those who, who you know, they grow here in Cape Town, for example. And after that, they go to New Zealand and say, no, I I don't want to go to Cape Town because there is no love in that home. Mm-hmm. I was just making an example. Indeed. So, so just a question here. How important is it when you go through various ECDs to, um, you know, to listen to children speaking in their mother tongue and not, you know, forcing them perhaps to speak in either English or Afrikaans? Mm. It is so, so important. But unfortunately, uh, some of our ECD practitioners, they usually tell us that, hey, Mr. Madoda, I went to another training. And then they said, 
I'm just making an example with English. Yes. Our children must speak English all the time. I'm like, no, you cannot force a child to speak English, especially if English is not their mother tongue. Let them speak their own mother tongue because the very knowledge that they acquire in their own mother tongue experience will translate into them being ready and more confident to speak the other language, not only the second, the third, the fourth, etc., etc. Hence, we've got multilingual nations. It's because of an experience or an attitude like that. Otherwise, if you are saying that uh, the second additional language is important than the mother tongue, that is where we are killing the language. And when we are killing the language, we kill the mother tongue. And when we kill the mother tongue, we kill the tongue itself. Madhuda, you've mentioned earlier on, you know, encouraging children or going to ECDs, but obviously it needs to go beyond that as well. You're reading on a Saturday morning. For which age groups are those? Well, the Books Beyond Words initiative uh, is mainly for, like, families. In other words, the parents and the children. Uh, we don't say the two-year-olds or the four-year-olds, but each and everyone, especially now, it's you know, we are having the lockdown, meaning that each and everyone is at home. So all our stories are specially catered for all the, the, the ages that we can have at home. Like, even, even the teenagers, even the youth, even, I mean, everyone, the Tamkulus, the Kokos, all our, our our stories, they are friendly towards every age. So sometimes, you know, children will come and share a story or you would say, what happened today? What were you doing today? And the child might be, you know, fabricating a story, saying that he did this or that and the other. I mean, it's important not to tell the child that you're telling lies, you never did this, because this is the child's imagination going out and working, isn't it? Yeah, it, it 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 is, and sometimes it is very tricky. But that's what you find in the ECT space. Most children, for example, like how was your, how was your day? And then if if someone is saying, ah, myself and my mother, we went to the, the restaurant and we ate wings. The other one is gonna fabricate that, even though we know that. I mean, they didn't go and yes. find some wings. I I I don't know. I think we need to, if you want to to to, to sort of uh, right their wrongs, we must just do it like you know very sharp just like a knife but you must find even if it's a story whereby a character was telling lies and of course the consequences were not good and then they will use their own imagination to correct that kind of wrongs because at the same time we don't want to raise a nation of liars Indeed. My daughter, I'm storytelling and, and, you know, sitting around in, in uh, around the grandmothers always been one um, you know, of, of the traditions um, yeah. in the families. Is that still happening or do you think that by doing this reading on, on a Saturday morning, it will encourage that culture of reading for children to come back? It, it, it will encourage because very few uh, 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 families, especially in in the rural parts of our South Africa, are still doing are still doing that practice. They are still uh, making sure that they uh, tell stories to their children. But uh, it is it is not an easy thing. It is not an easy thing. Uh, hence, we have these books beyond uh, our words. And what I like about it, we tell a story in a different South African language. And we have included a live streamed puppet show, sign language uh, storytelling, as well as a Nama story that I believe is a cherry on top mm-hmm. because it is the language of the question. Other books beyond 
It's also on Facebook, which I'm hoping that maybe next time we can also find it on Twitter. And all the stories that are there are stored for a later use. In other words, if you want with your family to revisit, you can do that as well. Matuda, you want to share of your Facebook handle with us as well as if you're on, on Instagram or Twitter? Uh, on, on Facebook, thank yes. you very much, ma'am. Uh, Madota Ndakose, that's the first account. Mm-hmm. The second account is Doppler Storyteller. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, I am uh, called Udata Webali, which is the title that the children in the ECD sector gave, gave me, <laughs> meaning I am the father of the stories. Udata Webali. On Instagram, I'm still Madota Ndakose. Indeed. We say thank you so much for chatting to us. Real inspiration this morning. So keep on telling stories and keep on reading and writing your poems and your books as well. We'd love to hear more in future. Thank you so much and all the best. Thanks a lot to the station producers and thanks a lot to you, ma'am, for making sure that the stories, they live and they thrive and they inspire not only South Africa, but the world. The pleasure is ours. You're welcome. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. My radio station. Your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape.